You are listening to the 8% Nation podcast, created to help you become a top producer in the insurance industry. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the 8% Nation podcast, where we help you as an insurance producer, telesales individual, executive, etc., get into the 8% because 92% of insurance agents fail. That is a sad statistic we say every time. We have a gentleman that not only is in the 8%, but he's in the 0.08%. Especially when, especially when you talk about the size of his arms. No doubt. Don't, no doubt. Girls, don't swoon during this. I want you to focus on his words, not not his muscles. Um, and, they used to be bigger. <laughs> so we have Justin Vomigan here with us. He is a absolute rock star. The reason I wanted uh, Justin on this this podcast is because he fits in with our culture perfectly. He's a, he's a go-getter. He's hungry. He's doing final expense telesales over the phone. We've already done final expense telesales once, Cody, but that was with yeah. a large organization that does tens of millions of dollars. Yep. They've been through the situation that Justin's in. Justin is, if I'm not mistaken, Justin, you're about three months into this t- telesales journey. Is that about right? Or four months? Uh, in this office, two months were about five months total, but that started in my bedroom. So Incredible, my second bedroom. Man. So that's- well, I want to break that down from beginning to, to, to now because really what I want you to do is just offer some encouragement to the individuals that are trying to get into telesales, trying to start this call center thing, trying to get into sales themselves. And you really have been there, done that from a entrepreneurial perspective. I love your heart. I love your energy. I've had a ton of fun working with you. I've known you ever since you hung out with Jason Whitley and I in Vegas. Remember that? We had That's dinner. it, man. That's it. We had, we yeah. had dinner at uh, the Cosmo. Yeah. 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 Th- this is what you're doing is as hard as anything else you could do in our industry. It's difficult. Nobody wants to do it. Everybody hates it. Everybody wants to learn how to do it, but they don't realize how much freaking hard work it is. And so Yeah, exactly. I'm excited to talk today like from from bedroom to boss. Yep. You know bedroom to boss, baby. Bedroom to boss. Start bedroom started boss. in the bedroom, started his home. Now he's building a team and doing it and, and I'm excited for it. All right. Um, hey, so what I want you to do, this is your podcast. You're the spotlight. We want to learn from you. Um, you know, just bring us back to the beginning, man. Like, why did you get into final expense? Why did you get into telesales? Give us the journey, man. Where did it all start for you, dude? So it was a stormy night in May of 2017. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, uh, I, I, I started, I sold cars and um, I started um I, I sold cars in massachusetts and then i moved to florida and the industry wasn't the same it wasn't didn't have as much integrity per se as where i worked when i was there to when i moved down here so i didn't like it but i didn't like the way they did business i don't believe in doing business in like a slimy way um and then and, and I, I had a client at the car dealership who said oh man you should look at a life insurance so i did and i kind of just took the risk and jumped in i started working for new york life which is a older life insurance company they do the typical door-to-door whole life that's what their focus is typically a high level client um someone who makes more than two hundred fifty thousand a year that's like the typical new york life client right perfect health um so i started doing that and then and i had some ideas that seemed radical to the people who were there working with me i said hey why don't we like use social media to make money they're like, oh, no, that doesn't work. I said, okay. Um, well, I know plenty of people who have done it and do it. So, and I didn't know anybody in this industry. And then I, I was in Grant Cardone, uh, Grant Cardone Groups. And, and, and I, I, I bought uh, Billy Jean's marketing course. And then I, I didn't even use the course at all. I, I, did, I took like three videos and I went to a Facebook group and I said, has anybody ever done life insurance ads on Facebook? 
and uh, a friend of mine, Jeremy Kobatana, he he re he was in there and he said, yeah, I've done it. Um, you know, I, I have this thing. I help people help people do it. So went in there and and I and I learned how to market for life insurance through Jeremy, and that like that was like that was the game changer. And and it was when I and then I started learning final expense. which was like okay, now I don't have to go door to door anymore right and, and I can per se in the sense of cold door-to-door -door, right now it was I have an inflow of clients and and I can go and seek their business because they requested information that I had so I was I, I live in South Florida in Fort Lauderdale and the toughest thing down here is like you'll see a lot of guys who kill it door-to-door in -door final expense because they go and door knock and in, in other places in the country it's it's easier but down here half the people live in a gated community and that's not to say it's a fancy community there's just a gate with a guard at the front that dictates who can come in and out and if you go and say i'm here for insurance then it's much harder to get in yeah. even if you make an appointment and the person's phone isn't next to them at the time or it's on silent or whatever then you're not getting outside so leah stop it so um i I was like, okay, there's, there has to be a better way. So I started um, selling, I, I started doing telesales and I would generate a ton of leads, multi-state on the weekends. So that my costs would go down and then I would just hammer them during the week mm -hmm. um, to try to just make as much as much as I could. And then I, I asked my brother, I was like, so I, I started all this and I opened my LLC which was how I was um, funneling essentially my ad spend through so I could write it off. Um, cause it's my first time really being 1099. So in January of 2019 is when I actually started in final expense. And then I kind of did struggled with door to door, um, driving at four hours North of here, just so that I could go somewhere where there weren't gated communities everywhere. And I'm like, okay, I'll get a hotel and spend a few days, but that's not always the easiest thing. And, um, especially being in a relationship and having like pets, I don't have kids, but you know, it's like, I just throw my pets on people. So um, I was like, there's gotta be a better way. Started doing telesales in about uh, April. And then I said to my brother, I'm like, Hey dude, get your license. And you know, you can do this with me because it, it was all about multiplying my time and making as many dials as possible. So for me, it was like, okay, I can get, I can get him a source of leads and make an override on him and May essentially multiply my time and not really cut back on myself. It was just like, okay, I have 500 people that need to be called and I want to be thorough with each one and not just call it and then one dial and then next and then one dial and next. Um, I want to make sure every lead is working the way it should be. So I brought him on, taught him how to do it, came up with a script, made the health cheat sheet um, for all the carriers that we use and then trying to train him how to do it. I have Cardone University for sales training. So we, we started, you know, watching videos every day. And for the first couple of weeks, I was like, okay, I'm just going to get him up to speed, um, take a little bit of a hit and then, and then, you know, have, and then I'll be able to go do my own thing. And, and we started doing that. So, um, you know, the agreement was that whatever I made, I would split it with him. Right. So we, we were working with that and I thought that was fair. And he, you know, he has a source of clients and I had, um, you know, it was a good system. And then, one of his buddies was working in a Medicare call center that really wasn't like the most ethical place at the time where he had worked actually like a shutdown. It happens all the time down in Florida. And 
he didn't, he was out of a job. So I said, Hey, get your license. And imagine that a Medicare call center where they let people work without a license. It's like crazy. So Good. He, That's insane. So I told him, I'm like, get your license and, and we'll go. So um, he came, same thing. I just put a bunch of time into him, started rolling. So that was my brother and I started like probably mid April to beginning of May. And then uh, Brian came on in like the second week of May. His first day was May 17th, I think. And, um, and you know, I, put all my energy into him and this is going to be later why I'm saying I'm putting all my energy into training them to be efficient producers. So he, um, and he had to be coachable, which he was. So he, you know, he listened and learned everything that I said and uh, we, we got him up to speed, me and my brother. And then uh, we just started rolling with it and I was making a good profit. And, and I had a guy I was working with at the time, Marcel Gash, um, he was just helping me like build, build my business. He's he my neighbor, but extremely intelligent guy, law degree, all this stuff. So um, he was helping me with that. And, and I said, okay, well, we're doing it. I added one, I added another one. So why can't we add more? So my girlfriend has a business here, actually in the same building as me on the first floor. And we kind of just blocked off a room. Like her dad came and put up a couple pieces of drywall and uh, we threw some cubicles in there. And it was, uh, it was like a super makeshift thing, man. Like when I had people come in for interviews, I'm like, look, it looks like we're super sketchy, but we do okay. <laughs> we had like, you know, we had like black padding on all the walls so that like other businesses couldn't hear us dialing all day. And there was like barely any room between each cubicle to like, to move. You know, we had like a fridge, microwave and five or six cubicles. Um, and then a board like hanging by a tack on the wall so we could put like sales. Yep. And I brought on a couple people, had a couple people leave and a couple of people stay. Um, and then it was like, okay, well, what I ran into and, and why I did telesales is because the door knocking thing didn't work down here. And, and, and I, and I wanted profit. I wasn't as much like how much money can I make back with every dollar that I spend or invest? It was like, how much money can I make net? Right? Like if I can turn $10 into, um, you know, 20 or $1 into five, like I'd rather take the $10 than the $4. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, on, yeah, in, the yeah. Scale, in the scalable sense, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, so what's happening is I had agents in, in that, and I had four or five agents and an assistant who was helping me payroll and like all that stuff. Um, Cause I had the commissions assigned to the agency. So that if someone leaves, like all my, my money I invested into their clients, isn't just like, gone and then I get whacked with chargebacks and everything else, you know? So um, I, I, what would happen is if you have five agents and two people call out sick and one of them's fighting with his girlfriend or she's fighting with her boyfriend, like it's, you really don't have many people there, right? So I was like, okay, I have no choice but to grow. And um, I had no choice but to get the office I'm in now. And so I moved to this office um, two months ago in August and um, beginning of middle of August, actually it's only been like a month in a, in a couple of weeks because the middle of August, which we could only remove moving because of the internet. So now I have like eight agents. Um, I'm training some, and, and this is in what I've run into now is I'm learning where at first is the biggest thing for me was, is, is like where I was so effective at first is just training agents to succeed and produce and, and do, and, and do their job, which is sell. Um, and, and I met some people who've helped me so much along the way. Like I mentioned Jeremy, Marcel, uh, James Whitley and Grant Doherty at Senior Life Services have helped me so much, like just, and, and just to be that center of advice, you know, they've helped me with 
other things it's business relationship i'm not going to get into and um it's just and it's awesome and these guys like have nothing to gain from me you know so i can't yeah. say here sit here and say i did all this by myself because i didn't i mean yeah. all those guys um i've listened to your stuff cody uh matt mongia who i have some of my contracts through um I, I, I mean so many other people other guys that work here like i wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them right you know? and i wouldn't be here if it wasn't for any of those people so this is by no means a one man a one man thing and well, and, um, and real quick justin um to rewind just a little um because yeah. i i do want to talk a lot about the journey that's happened and and even what's going on currently the daily struggles the pros the cons there's a lot of things we can go into when it comes to phone sales what was it your background had to have helped because you were in car sales, you were at New York Life, you came up with new ideas, you were traveling, you know, paying for hotel, you were you you haven't even been in the insurance business that long, like in the grand scheme of things. Like there's there's things that are going on that make me think that you have a business background or upbringing or something that's different from most people because most people don't just jump and do like you do or aren't constantly creative or come up with new yeah. ideas or teaching themselves stuff. So is that, is there something that were previously that you would like? Yeah. To so, so like I, uh, five years ago, um, I, I, I had a bad heroin addiction for years and five years ago I got clean. And when I was in, in rehab, it was like a 10 month program. And when I was there, they're like, okay, go look for a job. And, and I always knew and wanted something bigger for myself. And, and before I had a problem, like I was in college, I was going to go to medical school. Like I was, I was very motivated. And I always had a feeling I wanted to be in, in business. And, and when I was there, like when you go through something like that in your life where you go from having a lot to losing everything and having no one with you, it's, it was, it's just like, like I made it through that and I'm willing to sacrifice everything to get everything. Right. Yeah. So it, it wasn't like, like I'm going to take a chance and I could lose something. Cause I'm like, dude, I've had nothing. Like, yeah. what's the worst case? Like, like yeah. worst case I lose it and I start over again. Cause I, I started over again. Yeah. You know? and, yeah. And I made it through all that. So it was never, there was never a question of like, um, like I, I put this on Facebook yesterday. It was like monotony is a reward for the careful. And yep. mm. it was never a question of like, what am I going to lose? It was like, what am I going to gain? By, by doing this. So, so I, I was like, okay, I'm going to go out and, and find a career. And, and I went and the closest thing I could see that I would really take anybody who was living in a halfway house was a car sales job. And I started doing it. I learned sales. I love the hustle. I love the grind. And I knew that there was like something bigger there. And, and I wanted to have um, like a, a business. And, and, and that was really like my decision to, to, to move from that. And it was just always like, want more, want more, want more out of myself. Yeah. Um, having had like something traumatic like that. And like John Maxwell talks about it. So he's called the law of the rubber band. So it's like the farther you are away from what you want, the harder you move towards it. Right. So it was like, I'm so far away where I want to be. And like, I just have to like crank towards it or else I'm never going to get there. I don't, I don't know if that makes sense. But. That, make, that makes a ton of sense. Where, where, where's the, where's the risk come from? Because what you've had to risk financially, um, hours wise, time, finances, all those things, like you are freaking going for it, you know? And most people would have never lasted as, even as long as you, it hasn't even been that long, but they wouldn't have lasted this long, you know? Where's that come from? Because that's like super impressive. The, the risk? 
I mean, you're just going for it, man. Where does that mentality come from? You know, where did you learn that? Where, where did you pick that up? Or is, or is that just you? Is that just in your DNA? That was just me, man. And like, like I said, like I, I, I'm, I, I'm not looking at it as risking or losing anything. It's just like, what won't I get? Like, I'm looking at, I'm, I'm not looking at it as like, what will I lose that I have now if I take a risk? It's like, what will I lose that I could have later if I don't take a risk? Does that make sense? Yeah. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Man. So it's like, it's not like what, like what am I have? What do I have now that I'm gonna lose? Right? Yeah. Like, like I said, it's like, it's like I, there's so much to gain, and if I don't take the risk, I'll, I'll, I'll lose that. And a lot of it's been like listening to Cardone and, and being involved in all those activities, which is really like the, the epicenter of, of all this. I mean, that's yeah. how I met everybody that's in my, you know, in my life today. And then seeing other people who have done it is huge too, because it's like, you know, I grew up in a small town where like the business owner is like the evil corporate guy who like, you know is so like all the business just mean. and that's not the case like i've met plenty of successful seven-figure business owners who are like the nicest most you know just spiritual religious friendly people just nice guys you know yeah. and, and i think that's what helped them get there is just caring so much about people um and that's what like this is for too is helping agents because there's there's so much wrong in the, in the insurance industry where it's like Hey, I'm going to get you this contract and make money off you forever and never invest a penny into you. Yeah. You know, and, and, and so that I'm trying to build that here where I'm investing into, into people um, to help them build up. But like to take the risk, I mean, you know, don't, don't get it wrong. Like I haven't, aside from my living expenses and, and bills, I haven't paid myself anything from the business. Like I, I like just do what I do to get by right now because I'm investing into it and there's things I have to invest in. I mean, like I'm working with you guys, right? And that's an investment, like a long-term play. Like I could have taken that money and bought something else, yeah. but I didn't and because I have to invest in that and, and just, and just keep growing. That's the, that's the biggest thing is like people, like people look, look at it as like, I want this immediate check, but there's some sacrifices there. You know, yeah. like I've, I've built up some credit card debt getting all this stuff. I have 25 cubicles, 15 computers, brand new computers, you know, it costs a lot to move in here. Marketing's expenses a lot. Yeah. So it's, it's just, it's just learning, man, you know, and, and growing. And like, I see profit coming in, but anytime I get something, it's just like right back into, into the business, you know, however I can, like, like literally how, however I can, I'll take that sacrifice now to, to gain more. What's, later, the, 100%. what's the biggest mistake you've made so far do, trying to do this? People, biggest mistake by far is assuming that everyone has the same mentality as I do. So when you're oh, like just by yourself, one man show, right? It's like, this is how I am. And like, I, I wake up that. in the morning and I get so pumped driving to work and it's or like coming here. I don't even look at it as work. And I don't even look at them as my employees. Like they work with me, you know? And like, I, I get so excited driving here, whether it's going to the gym or doing something like, sometimes I get so excited. I, I like start crying. Like I can't explain it. It's just, and, awesome. and, I, and I get so motivated and it's like I'm up at 430 and I, you know, I, I push every day and, and I had that when it's just you doing that like it's cool but then once you get in an environment where you learn okay not everybody's like that everybody works at their own tempo so like I would have agents come in here and there's a guy who's here now who, who I, I told him you gotta go and then I was like wait but he's making money it was just we, our personalities kind of clashed yeah it was like he'll come in a little later sell and then and then go so I think I talked to someone the other day and I think the biggest thing, my biggest mistake is not learning about people and what motivates them. 
because everybody has different motivators. So most people I've learned are just motivated to pay their bills, which is not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing at all. But most people come, they, they make money and they're like, okay, my bills are paid. I can take the wife out. My kids will, you know, I can get them something and like, I'm good. And then, and then they go. And that would drive me crazy because I'm like, dude, like you could just absolutely crush it. And, but that's not the motivation. So the biggest mistake is like not um, anything like, I'd say everything I've invested in that I saw as a bad investment, I've learned from and I'd rather learn quickly than later. But the, the biggest mistake was just like assuming that everyone is going to function the way I do and that I expect 100% out of myself and, and that I need to expect that same thing. So what have you done to adjust learning that that did you create custom compensations for individuals or did you just treat them differently or speak to them differently or give them more grace or what what did you do to like, put that dude, into practice if, if you come in you you produce you know you you do your thing like i get it everybody has their own thing going on and, they, and their own motivations and um you know as long as there's not a issue of production then like just do do kind of do do what you got to do man you know? cool that, that's really what i what i put in place and um you know, I, 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 people are, uh, it's, it's different. I mean, we're competing with companies out there that literally tell people, set your own schedule. I'll pay you by the hour, set your own schedule. You know, not that Walmart's like a huge competitor for employees, but they do that now around here. They're like, Hey, know you know, you can set your I own didn't know schedule. That either. You know, so huh. they're like, set your own schedule. It's like, okay. So, but I'm not, but that's just kind of like how, how the workforce is going. And, and especially the thing is too, is like these guys are 1099. So it's like they're, they're paid to produce a result, right? Like they like their job is to produce a result. And if they, if they do it in, in four hours or 10 hours, I mean, does it, does it really make a difference? Obviously the guy who does it in four hours, if he worked 10 hours, he'd make a lot more. Um, but the, the, I didn't put implement anything to them. It was more of a value system for myself or like something for myself that I had to implement. Like, Hey, be understanding, um, actually sit down with people and figure out like what their goals are and, and where their minds are at. And, um, and you know, just kind of like chill, you know, let things just yeah. you know, accept that everyone's different. That's, that's really what I've done. I haven't, I haven't done any like custom pay plans or anything like that. It's just been like, you know, on myself, it's been like justice. You got to kind of like just bear with, people and just understand everybody's different. Cool. So what's the big picture um, look like cool. for you, man? You got seven callers plus yourself. You just outsource a lot of your marketing. Now that you're focused on sort of the next phase, is that get to 30 callers or is that, you know, maximize your seven and kind of chill or what, what's your, what's your No, it's definitely man? not chill, um, but it's strategically built. So I just had two people leave. One person I let go, one person left um, because I look at it as my fault. So if an agent doesn't produce and they're coachable, the one I let go wasn't coachable, but if you're coachable, you have a work ethic and um, you, 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 you have a personality, then if you don't produce, it's my, I feel like it's my fault. I just didn't teach you how to do it. And what's happening is I was running into so many complications with marketing that I, I wasn't able to put the time into them that I had initially put into my brother and, and our buddy. Who's, who's the top one of the top guys here now. So it was like, okay, like what I need my time to be put into the people that are here because not only am I investing in them, but I care about them. Like I want everybody here to do well. You know, I want yeah. someone to leave here and be like, if Justin ever like has an opportunity for me, like I want to work. 
for him and, and I have to put my time and energy into them to build them up. So it's definitely to fill the room with 25 callers, but I have to do it strategically. And I have to make sure that I don't overwhelm myself with people to train. I have to give them the time that's needed to get them to where they, they need to be. And I feel like turnover in some sales industries is just because people don't have the training and, and coaching mm-hmm. that's, that's should be there to, to get them like cranked up. Cause everybody that's here now that we've put time into has stayed. No, they haven't left. The people who I didn't put enough time into left. And it's just a clear indicator. That's my fault. hundred percent. So the long-term goal is to grow to that and then get a bigger location, you know? And then, I mean, long-term, super long-term play. I think the ultimate goal of like anybody with something like this would be to have their own insurance company where I'm the one insuring people, you know? So like where I am, actually paying the death claim that's my ultimate goal but i mean that's you know that's just like super far off i don't even want to think about that like right now i just want to train people individually no, but, to make sure that they're efficient producers and that's where i've like yeah. you guys are helping me so much because you know and also to work on um another thing too is is to uh, have uh, organic leads come in so now that i'm, I'm doing you know, i have more time i can essentially work on blog posts youtube um, all that stuff to supplement, to supplement this. Cause what if one day social media was like, we are no longer allowing insurance ads, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, we gotta yeah. think of that too, but I think it's, it's a long-term play to get an you know, organic flow. That That's a long-term goal. In, intermediate is like fill up the room, work on my organic sources. If you, um, if you, you filled up the time. room, if you filled up the room, how much premium, could that office do? Oh man, hundred thousand a week. Yeah. Okay. About five five mil a year. Yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think it's more, but I still think that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, so, and, and and I I don't man I don't have I mean you guys see like the amount of leads that I, I asked for is like a lot like these people I barely even call in older older leads. Yeah. Uh, and and that's where I'm getting into. It's like okay, I could have them sit there and grind out old calls, but I want to increase my ROI. But my profit is always higher if I just spend more on marketing. So that's where I'm like, okay. And this is where I think a lot of insurance agents that you guys may see who like order smaller batches of leads from you, they'll be like, I want 50 leads this week. You won't hear from them for a month. And they'll be like, oh, dude, I can't afford new leads like four weeks later if you do a, a sales call. It's like, dude, you squeeze those leads until they're like so dry. No. So it's just, it's like now I'm just trying to get the, the, the profit in. And why don't you, uh, why don't you give the breakdown? I, I really did appreciate your wisdom. There was, I had a Facebook post or somebody did. I don't remember who you commented on the difference between return on investment and net profit. And I thought it was interesting where Miz chimed into that and he's like, well, hey, the best return on investment is to go door knock, but but I don't really want to do that because I don't want to go cold door knock. So yeah. you you were I thought you added some good insight on net profit versus return on investment. How do you look at those two things differently? Yeah. So for instance, I mean, if if I said okay, only spend half of what my budget is now for marketing, um, you know, we'd still have say so say like I'm spending uh, say I spend five thousand a week and I make a profit of ten thousand. Right after paying agents, overhead, everything else. Now insurance is different. So when I say ten thousand, I get seventy five percent upfront and maybe charge backs. But when I say like 
a net before any of that stuff for the annual pay is 10,000 um, by spending 5,000 a week. I could spend 3,000 a week and maybe have my, have them grind out old calls and have me make, you know, 6,000 or 7,000 instead of the, um, the, 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 the 10,000 profit, right? But I'm like, I'll spend a little more to make more money because at the end of the day, I'm going to have more money in my account. I, yeah. does, you kind of see what I'm, what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, because the way you're thinking it is, okay, we could still continue to sell older leads, but how, where, we, where do we have a better closing rate and a higher chance of sell? Milking an older lead or selling one that just came in and we just get more, you know? Oh, that's the thing. And like my brother, he's a monster, dude. He... Like he, he like he, his average premium over the phone is like hundred and ten dollars a month, and and he has like eighty percent of his business stick, and he closes probably like thirty five percent of inbound calls that we get, or in like if he gets on the phone with something, like he comes in, he he dials for like literally an hour and a half, and then walks around and does whatever and jokes with people, and, and makes more money than every than everybody else, you know. So it's like it's um it's but it's this new it's a new fresh person to talk to because the chances of converting is like 500 percent higher or something if you answer within the first five minutes right <laughs> and, and with facebook leads and, and different in those types of leads That's where they're filling out a form it's different than like direct mail where they're like writing it and they go put it in the mailbox and it's very high intent like yes i remember that facebook it's easy yeah. to call yeah. someone the next day and have them be like oh i don't remember you know? yeah. especially like like final expense um i'm not saying we don't close older leads i don't want anybody listening to this to think that because i started only generating leads on sunday and saturday because they were cheaper and then and then working them during the week and i made money but in terms of now with agents here to keep people excited and pop like man people are on the phone all day like no one's like people are talking to people literally all day you know, and so it's, it's cool. It's, it's fun. It's exciting. I love what going in there. Everybody's, you know, got their own like closing, closing strategies and stuff. And, and, and my, my goal there is like, okay, I'm going to get them fresh leads to talk to. And they're going to close more deals. You know, I might spend 5,000 and say we make 10,000, but I'd rather spend 5,000 and make 10,000 10, than spend 3,000 and make 7,000 because I'm still making an extra thousand at the end of the day, even though my ROI isn't as high. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, I get, I get it. And I believe that too. I've, I've, I believe it's, like, so if I asked you, Cody, if you, yeah. would you spend a million dollars to make 1 million and $10,000? Would you do it? Yeah. Most people would never risk the million dollars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Most, because they're, they're, they're a, I don't think it's a confidence. That, that, that is a, a, a percent nation conference. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. in the grand scheme of things, it's easy to not think that way though. And, and as a business owner, especially the owner look at it's easy to look at it the other way well yeah because you're like, i've oh, done it in the past too yeah my return on investment is uh 0.1 that means i could have made you know money in the market and blah, blah blah it's like yeah but i learned along the way like yeah, yeah. i learned an entire like when we did that um that tour where we did the 20 cities in 30 days yeah like the the roi of that was fine but that, that to me wasn't even the value really it yeah, was like no. How much more did we learn by getting in front of, of hundreds of people in 20 different cities and just learning and getting a finger on the pulse of what's going yeah. on? And like, I could have made more money doing something else with yeah, that money. Yeah, but like, who cares? Because we had fun. A, it was fun yeah. to like build a business that way. And B, 
We made some money, but I, you and I never ran a number we, on how much that cost us, what our percentage. Well, I know was. we spent like a hundred grand, but we 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 learned a ton along the way, which you've learned a ton along the way. You know, my my point is though is we didn't even run the number, right? You know what I'm saying? We didn't even go back and look at what we spent versus what we made and like look at an ROI and so I can pad my chest. Yeah. You know, it's more like, no, I want to grow. You know, like, that's fun. Let's do it. Yeah, and, and like Grant, I go to, like I was saying, I go to Grant Cardone's business boot camps. It's my favorite event by far. I like one at GrowthCon. I go to every single one there every three months and it's like a recharge because I see like some of the same guys there that are like super, you know, into it. And, um, and he says like pretty much every one, he says, focus on top line. Um, so he said, focus a uh, little bit, some way. So it's just focused on top line and, you know, focus on your sales. So for me, it's like, okay, I just want to sell, sell, sell. Now granted, if, if, you know, leads were unaffordable, then it wouldn't even make sense not to, to, to do that. But it's just, I just wanted to make as much, as many, as many sales as possible. And I like seeing these guys have money too, you know, cause it's not, it's not all about me. Like I like, I like, handing someone a check for like $3,000. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, it feels, it's good. And, and then, you know, so many, a lot of these guys have made more than personally than, than I've seen because I just put a, you know, I've just been reinvesting and putting back in. But um, yeah, it's, it's, I'm just, I'm just focused on, on sales, man, in China. And maybe I have the wrong approach. You know, maybe, maybe I do have the wrong approach. I don't know. I'm learning. But if, if I do have the wrong approach, then I'll, I'll learn and I'll adapt. I got one more question for you and I'm not sure how much time we have left. I know your time's very valuable, buddy, but, um, if you were to do it over again, you know, start a call center, um, what would you do differently? What, 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 what major piece would you have changed now that you've been through it and you're six months into this uh, seven-person call center heading to 25? I would have hired you guys sooner. <laughs> what was that? He, he said he would have hired, would have hired you guys sooner. Oh, oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I, well, I did pass spending two or three days. And this is like Ramiz was talking about. He's like, you got to delegate, like – and, and Ramiz and Grant Cardone, they're like, they're like, they're like if, if you like, figure out what drives revenue to your business. For me, it's producing policy, selling policies and training agents. Now, what's going to make me more long-term training agents, right? Because I'm multiplying my time. So I still love producing. I'll jump on the phones and make sales whenever I can. I love it. it but it's like, it's like what's going what's gonna to make me the most money? It's just sitting here fiddling with my advertising campaigns doesn't make me the most money. You know, yeah. because it's like, yeah. it's like, that's what makes you guys a lot of money is taking care of that stuff for people. You know, that's where you guys are like, that's where you guys kill it. It's like, Hey, that stuff, this is what we do. Yeah. And, and I have to delegate that stuff to make sure that my time, essentially my, my green time here, and I'll show you like a calendar real quick. So you, so you can see is like, you know, what is, is my green time and my green time is what makes me money. And the red time is what it helps me make money. So for instance, like I got here, right? So I, I kind of I kind of have it like this, okay? And you guys can see the ring light reflection. But the red is like morning meeting, uh, payroll, YouTube videos, um, blog entries, setup cleanup. So Saturdays I'll come and I'll just do like setup and clean up anything from the week. And then the green is like floor time with the agents. So before. I had way more red time because I'm sitting there like my advertising, like I said, my campaigns would get shut down for no reason. Facebook had this like vendetta against me where I'm like this evil human and they're, they're like shutting him down. He's rigging the election. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so, so my whole, I would have a whole day of red time. And it's like, dude, I, I didn't even have any green time today. So the goal is to maximize that green time 
so that I can drive profit. And the only thing that drives revenue in my business is training agents. So anything else that I can delegate, it you know, helps grow. So the number one thing I'd change, I know I get off on stuff easily. The number one thing I would have changed is to have someone like you guys help me sooner because that does not drive revenue into my business. It helps, right? Now, leads are the, the source of income. But if I can have someone else do that, then I can really just laser focus on, on people and be there for whenever anybody needs me for anything else. And then if an agent gets, if someone's in a state that an agent's not licensed in, we're like, hey, I got this person on the phone, they want insurance, and like, I gotta step in. So if I'm here doing something else or I'm gone, then, then like, that's a, that's a lost, lost sale, you know? So well, just, that, that's I the biggest I think, I believe wholeheartedly, and I'd look you in the eye if you're in, the, in front of me, I believe that plus the management fees, your overall net spend, including us, is going to be less with us than without. I oh, still believe that. I still believe that. When I look at the campaigns, we had a killer day yesterday um, with our inbound calls, with our leads that we got. But I was talking to my team. They're like, dude, we can do better than this. Like, we we're only at five ad sets. We're only two days in. Like, we can do way better, you know? And so yeah. it was. It I mean, was, it was cool. We had over 200 leads and then I had over 50 inbound calls that from, yeah. you know, from the landing Isn't pages. crazy? And, the other automations that I have set up there. Now, inbound calls are gold, but if everybody's on the phone and they call an 800 number and then you call them back from a local Fort Lauderdale, Florida scam central number, <laughs> they're not answering, you know? It's like, so. But anyways, I, I appreciate you saying that, man. It's a lot of fun. Cause I feel like yeah, no, if we just focus guys, on like, what we're good is, at. I, I need to do stuff like this. And this is one of the things where like people, like the start, the, the cost, you know, to get everything going. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm still, and I'll just be clear with everyone here, in terms of what I have in my business savings account and what I've invested to start this, I'm still on the red. Like, I'm not, you know, because I, I, I'm just constantly reinvesting and I'm, I'm paying it down. It's not like it's increasing. It, it, the only time my debt increases is if I um, make a conscious choice of it too, because we're producing. So like for you guys, it was like, okay, I, I threw that on my card. You know, like, like what am I going to do? I'm not going to sit here and... Sh and you know, and, and Grant Cardone, he's like, dude, go into debt. You know, so I think people look at debt as a bad thing. It's like, like I said, hey, if I fail, whatever, I owe American Express a couple thousand dollars. Yeah, They can come talk to me if they want it. But I, I'm, not, I'm not worried about that. Like, I think we'll do well. I have no plan Bs. Like, we come here every day. We're excited. We're motivated. We grind. We make calls. I'm hiring new people. We're growing. We're learning. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's fun, man. It's exciting. And, and I love meeting people like you guys and everybody else that I've met in this because, you know, we all help each other and we all learn from each other and, and work together. So I, I appreciate this. I appreciate being on here and like, just, just so grateful. I feel like where I am now, I, the person I was five years ago doesn't deserve to be where I am now. So right on. thanks guys for everything. Wow. Right on. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. You, thank you, too, you. man. I, I love watching your story and you grow and how big you think and, you know, I respect it. So. I love Thanks. it. Thanks. Cool, man. Yeah. Well, anything else to add before we put a tie knot on this thing? I mean, any other wisdom that you want to kind of share with the people? Um, I mean, I would just say, uh, uh, understand you can't do it by yourself, right? Um, never expect, if you can get 80% out of someone that you are really expecting out of yourself, then that's, then that's amazing. And, um, there you go. You know, just just be grateful, remain humble, reinvest, and uh, do things that are that are energizing and get you excited and motivated. And the other things, just pay someone else to do it. Dude, knocked out of the park, man. You're a beast. 
Well, thank, thank you for joining us. Bro. Thank you for joining us, Justin. I, pr- I appreciate your your friendship and your. Well, I'm having a lot of fun working with you, and and I, you know, I'm sure we'll, you know, be seeing each other in person. I'm down there hanging with James every once in a while, so I'm sure. How close are you to James? Two hours, hour, hour okay. and forty five minutes. Depends okay. on traffic, but hour and forty five cool. minutes usually. Depending on how cool. fast I go. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Well, hey, thanks for joining us. Um, I appreciate your time. I know it's I know it's worth a lot. So. Looking forward to the future, buddy. Good luck, man. I'm sure, we'll, I'm sure we'll have you on again soon whenever you're a multi-bazillionaire and you can talk about how you did it and we'll look back at this time, man, and, and just smile. Yeah, man. I, there's some, there's some uh, high, high standards and that have been, have been set, but, you know, if they did it, I can do it. So I'm just working towards it. All right, buddy. You're thanks for joining us. Thank thanks, you, guys. Thank All right, guys. Thanks for, for joining us on the 8% Nation podcast. We'll see you on the next one. 